Good evening. Hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous and wonderful Wednesday day. It's been a beautiful day today. A little chilly, but better than it was uh, yesterday, that's for sure. And uh hope everybody is staying warm and safe. I've seen, uh, we got a uh, uh, little bit of snow. Uh, roads were bad enough to where the roads were bad. and uh, But I've seen where some people... Uh, Greenville, Unicoi, they had like, look like five inches of snow. So, uh, so depending on where you're at, uh, you may have gotten a whole lot more snow than we did here in Gray, but, uh, hopefully everybody is, uh, doing well and, uh, everything was clear, beautiful blue skies today. But, uh, they're saying that, uh, thank you, Kim Hensley. She said, awesome hat. My dad made this hat. So it means a lot to me. Uh, but, um, yeah, it is, uh, I hate wintertime with a passion, and, uh, uh, I can't wait for spring, summer, <laughs> and, uh, they, uh, um, saying that next week we may get another big Arctic cold snap, so let's pray that they are wrong, so, because <laughs> I hate it. Let's see what we got here this evening. We got Wilma Phoenix, uh, she says she's here, Patricia Henson. Uh, we got, uh, Sharon Boyd, uh, let's see here, we got Wilma Phoenix, Kim Hensley, Stanton Trailer, and Richard Colbert, Jerry Keller, so we got quite a few watching this evening, that's, at least, that's the ones I can see, look, there's a, there's over 20-some people watching that I can see, uh, that, I mean, figure-wise that are watching, but I can't see all the names who are watching, so, uh, good turnout this evening, glad to have you here, Dave Feathers, he's watching. So glad to have you guys and gals this evening and uh, to, to join us here. So, But uh, I do hope that, uh, uh, to say a prayer that the uh, Lord will lead us in the right direction tonight in his word. And uh, uh, we can find something in which I know we can find something here to help us spiritually. But uh, it's up to you to, uh, to apply it. <laughs> so let's pray that uh, you will use God's word that we studied this evening to apply. We got uh, Robert DeBray. We got Joanne Kelly. Keller, Michelle Fox Harris, old Miss Mousy, and Brandy Boyd, Juanita White. We got all everybody piling in here. Jerry Keller says hello, hello, Jerry Keller. <laughs> so, uh, so good evening, Mister Trailer. We got a bunch of people this evening. Well, let's go ahead and look at uh, our opening scripture. There we go. This evening, here we go. It takes just a second to populate here. Uh, it's Proverbs fifteen thirty three. Uh, the fear of the Lord teaches a man wisdom, and humility comes before honor. Again, that's Proverbs fifteen thirty three. So praise God for that. And as me Pappy always says, <laughs> this reading and the hearing of it to her heart. I always love saying that. Uh, let's see here. Um, yeah, somebody said uh, a little rodent said we got six more weeks of uh, winter. Somebody needs to shoot that little thing. Uh, just trying to see if we have any prayer or concerns. Uh, see, Robert DeBray's got to pray for America, and uh, don't forget our troops overseas. And uh, yeah, they don't. Uh, he said they don't talk much about them anymore. Yeah, you can uh, thank Biden for sending more troops over there. So I hope everybody is tickled with what they voted for. <laughs> So, getting to that here after a while, but anyway, or may not, I don't know, I'm trying to refrain from that, but, 
Let's see here. Prayer request is, see, you know, yeah, keep Larry not dining out in your prayers. I worry about him and uh, so really keep him, keep him in your prayers. Uh, uh, Richard Haynes, Vicky Telefero, uh, Brandy's mom and dad seem like they're on the men, so praise God for that. I know they appreciate your all's prayers. Continue to pray for Jerry Keller, Larky, Nancy, and uh, PK, Paul Brooks, Wendy Lee, Kim Penix. Uh, goodness, uh, Roger Winters, uh, Eddie Green, uh, of course, Miss Betty, we worry about her, uh, Verda, Brian, Pauline, Margaret, and Unspoken, uh, let's see here, uh, Patsy Villani, her son Dean, and, uh, son Dean Hollyfield, I'm sorry, and, uh, Mikey Kim, our nation, the law, several Unspoken, and, uh, so we pray for all, and I know, uh, Ginger Hood, let's see here, I have my other... What it is, mother paper man to do here. Here we go. Yeah, here's mother list I got here. Uh, Jane Kitchings. I don't know if I said Wendy Lee or not, but Wendy Lee. Uh, Jackie and Rhonda. I know um, Rhonda had on Facebook that Jackie wasn't doing well uh, with his um, dialysis treatment. I hate to hear that. Uh, Johnny and Nora. Uh, let's see here. PT and Sherry. And Ron Thompson's got a birthday tomorrow. He said Sunday that uh, Thursday was his birthday. So, uh, I know he, I don't know if he'd be, if he's watching online or not, but happy birthday to, to Ron. He's a good man. Uh, Kathy Young, we praying for her. She's not doing, uh, real good. So be praying for her. Uh, David Stennett. I know he's still struggling in and out of the VA. Um, let's see here. I think we pretty much, Pretty much hit it all there, but uh, oh, I'm oh, sorry, I mean hit that microphone. Uh, Nicole Campbell Barrett, uh, my 19 year old nephew just headed to boot camp, um, uh, Marine. So, yes, ma'am, well, they'll be praying for him and that uh, everything goes well, uh, there at boot camp. It's uh, that's it's uh, of course, I don't know what the Marine boot camp's like, I'm sure it's a whole lot more terrifying than the Air Force boot camp, but it's uh. It's 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 strange feeling. It really is being away from home, and uh, it's just it's just a weird. Uh, I don't know how to explain it. It's just it's just a different. Uh, I don't know how to explain it, but anyway, but definitely be praying for it. Well, let's go ahead and go for the Lord in prayer. Therefore, Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, just want to lift up each and every one of these prayer requests and concerns. And uh, Lord, you know. Uh, Worry about Larry and Dinah and I, Lord. Just pray that you put your hands upon them, and uh, Lord, just help them and bring healing upon Dinah and be with Larry, Lord. Uh, Lord, I do pray for Wendy Lee and Kim Penix and Ginger Hood and Roger Winters. Uh, Lord, I pray for Verda Campbell and uh, her prayer concerns for Fran Pear and Betty Whaley. Uh, Lord, I pray that uh, Ron Thompson will have a good birthday uh, tomorrow. Uh, Lord, I do pray that uh, you continue healing on Jerry Keller and be with him and Joanne. Uh, Lord, I pray that uh, uh, you'll be with this young lady's son that uh, is going into boot camp, that you'll give him confidence and strength and to uh, help him to endure and persevere. And, uh, Lord, I do pray for our country and do pray for our troops and that you'll bring protection about them. And, Lord, that you will be with the lost of this country and that you'll touch their hearts and minds before it's too late. Lord, be with us. Lead us, God, and what you'll protect us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, I, uh, uh, try to see here. Okay. Just want to make sure I didn't miss anybody there. All right. Uh, as far as announcement wise, uh, of course, um, you know, we'll, uh, uh, Lord, we'll have our, uh, morning devotions at 6.15 in the morning. Last, last 
two or three days. We've been doing it uh, a little bit later because of uh, school schedule changes, uh, but Lord willing, we'll be back to our uh, normal uh, broadcast time uh, tomorrow morning, unless something changes between now and then. Uh, then, uh, of course, Sunday morning, uh, we'll be at the church at 118 Julie Lane, and uh, we're going to be uh, uh, meeting there at uh, from 11 to 12, get out here in a second. And then, of course, our evening service. Now, Oh, that's what I want to tell you. Now, Sunday, I know it's Super Bowl, and I, I know a lot of people are going to probably be watching that and getting all giddy and excited. Uh, if you're into that kind of thing, I don't know. But uh, uh, for what, So what I'm going to do Sunday evening, uh, I'm just going to do a uh, topical, uh, just 20, 25-minute uh, devotional, you know, kind of like I do on, on uh, Monday through Friday, you know, when I, we, we do our live devotions. Pretty much that. Uh, just going to do that at six o'clock. Uh, that way, we're still getting the word out, still having a small service, and then that because I know a lot of people have family get-togethers and you know cooking and stuff, and uh, uh, with this uh, with the Super Bowl and uh, preoccupied with that. I don't I don't even know who's playing. I know it's like Kansas City, and uh, I don't even know who's even playing. Uh, whoever Tom Brady's with. I don't, <laughs> so I don't even know who's even playing right now, but uh, uh, but yeah. Uh, so we're going to do that Sunday evening at six. We'll do a topical and uh, do that real quick. Hey, if you're having a family get together, that'd be good. You know, you said to say, hey, let's take a break. Let's worship for about twenty minutes here, and then get back to what you're doing. So that works works good for everybody that's involved there. You know, so keep that in mind on uh, Sunday evening. And uh, I guess that's. Uh, I guess that's really it. I can't. I feel like I'm forgetting some, but I guess that's really all that we have there. All right. Well, let's go ahead and look at our um, uh, our scriptures this morning. Uh, oh, thank you, Mr. President. It's Tampa Bay Bucks. Okay, Kansas City and Tampa Bay. Who's playing Sunday? So, good deal, Lucille. Now we know uh, who's uh, who's playing there. We're going to look at First Peter chapter three, verses eight through twelve. So. Finally, all of you have unity of mind, sympathy, brotherly love, a tender heart, and a humble mind. Do not repay evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, bless for to this you were called that you may obtain a blessing. For whoever desires to love life and sees and see good days, let him come... What's the matter with me now? Let him keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. All righty. Thank the Lord for his good word. I tried to slow down and tried to read scripture slowly and uh, so that I don't get tongue-tied because I'm real bad about getting excited and reading too quickly and I, I fumble it up, read slow, I still fumble up. So I guess what we're taking away from this, children, is uh, I can't read. <laughs> Got a doctorate and can't read. <laughs> so let's go ahead and go for the Lord of Prayer again. Therefore, Lord, again, we just come before you and praise your holy name. Lord, thank you. Uh, thank you, Jesus, for your grace and your mercy and your understanding. Lord, be with us, lead us, guide us in your word this evening. Lord, let us take away from from this that uh, can help us in our spiritual growth and walk with you. Lord, let us be as close to you as Enoch was. Let us walk that closely and let us strive for that. 
And Lord, uh, let us take away from every time we, whether we're meeting virtually or in person, Lord, let us seek out what you are, are wanting to be heard. And Lord, lead us in your word tonight. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right. Now, a um, couple things I want to, um, to look at here uh, in tonight's uh, uh, scripture. Now, when we look at uh, particularly verse 8, in fact, let me just go ahead and bring this back up here um, so you all can see what I'm talking about. Now, in this, tonight's teaching, okay, it says, Finally, all of you have unity of mind, sympathy, brother love, a tender heart, and a humble mind. Do not repay evil for evil, reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, bless for to this you were called, that you may obtain a blessing. Now, if we are having unity of mind, sympathy, brother love, these things that are internal, all right, if you're, if you're able to follow along here, got my, follow along with a with mouse here, all right, we are doing this, okay, and, and because it's internal, and because of what Christ has done for us, we want to have that unity of mind, we want to have that sympathy, we want to have that brotherly love, uh, we want to have that tender heart. Now, um, I'm trying not to get ahead of myself. Now, we do this, we don't repay evil for evil, all right, or reviling for reviling. We get, now, John Piper made some points here that I thought uh, bared looking at. Said that we are doing these things so that we may obtain a blessing. Okay, so that we may obtain a blessing, or because when those who repay evil for evil, when when people are doing bad to us, we turn around and bless them. We bless them anyway. Okay, so we bless them anyway, despite their bad uh, attitudes towards us. All right, so. The obvious, you know, if, you know, and that's something I, I have struggled with is that uh, when someone speaks bad of me, speaks bad of my father, speaks bad of the church, uh, my family, in any way, shape, form, fashion, the easy thing to do is to retaliate. Uh, the easy thing to do is to fight back. All right. So it's hard to not repay evil for evil or reviling for reviling. It's hard not to do that. All right. Now, why do we do these things? All right. First of all, you know, we were as a child of God, we're putting off the the old man. We're putting on we're a new creation in Christ Jesus. So our mindset is going to be different from what it used to be or should be. Uh, now it's hard. <laughs> I think it's particularly hard uh, when you are a redneck inside, <laughs> and it's uh, uh, it's easy to want to retaliate. Uh, that's that's the tough thing to do is is to to hold back and to be humble uh, and to do those things that are pleasing to God. Now, one thing that um, these two points here that uh, particularly when I was uh, discussing uh, Piper a minute ago that he's uh, talking about. Now, are we doing this? All right, having this unity of mind, sympathy, brother, love. Now, we're going to come back to these areas, all right? All right, we're going to come back to this and kind of have a little more in-depth. But I thought it, it made, it, it made some good points here I thought that uh, we, we might be want to look at here. Now, are we refraining from these things, not repaying evil, so that we may obtain that blessing? We're doing it uh, for that reward. Or, uh, he said, he made that point A, or point B, we just the that we the argument is uh, when someone speaks bad, we're just to to bless them. Now both points, like he said, had valid uh, arguments. Uh, but one thing that some people try to counter argue, uh, particularly when it's talking about there about um, 
the um, uh, that you may obtain a blessing. Uh, they were trying to take away from First Peter uh, two twenty four. Let me get over here just a little bit. Um, let's see here. Uh, 224, let me find it here. Uh, he himself bore our sins uh, in his body on the tree that we might die to sin to live to righteousness, but his wounds you have been healed. Now, um, what they were trying to say is that, uh, that to, to argue, counter-argue against uh, what's being said here is that it's, they're trying to play on the fact that it's a works-based faith uh, that they're uh, trying to say that uh, in this area of being uh, that you may obtain a blessing that we're working in order to receive that. But uh, but what he is expounding on is the fact that uh, this is not a works-based faith. Uh, it is a works produced by faith, if that makes sense. You know, we're not working, uh, you know, we, we cannot uh, uh, work our way into heaven. We can't, uh, uh, you know, or, or man would boast, as God's word says, you know, it is a free gift of salvation. It's that free, uh, that, that, that uh, uh, gift that only Christ can give us, and that produces faith. Faith is not something we, we do on our own. Because of our faith, because of our love for Jesus Christ, it produces good works. It produces those things that we want to do to honor the Lord. You know, just like a, uh, my earthly father, I want to do those things that please him. I don't, I don't want to disappoint him or hurt him uh, because um, I love him. And likewise, with the heavenly father, we want to do those things uh, that, uh, that please him because of our love for him, our devotion to the heavenly father. We want to produce those good works. So although we see this here, that you may obtain a blessing. Yes, we may get a blessing from that, from doing those good things uh, for Jesus Christ. And uh, but it's not a, it's not an attempt to work our way into heaven, if that makes sense. Now, you know, of course, and he may point B of bless. You know, we when people do these things and we bless them, you know, and and there, there's truth in both uh, areas uh, of point A and point B that he was making, in the fact that uh, even though someone is nasty to us. Uh, we still show that humility and still show kindness to them, you know, to bless them irregardless. That is hard to do. You know, that's what God's Word tells us to do. Uh, but some things are easier said than done. Why? Because we're fallen creatures. We are, uh, are um, uh, sin-filled. And so it, it is hard for us. Our, our natural inclination is to be selfish. Our natural inclination is full of pride. Our natural inclination is arrogance. Our natural inclination is anger. And so it's easy to want to go after those individuals. And so that's when we need to hold back and do those things that are pleasing to God. That is a double-edged sword. You know, because the reason why I say that is, you know, yes, we're to show kindness, we're to show love, we're to show humility. At the same time, we're not the world's doormat. You know, we still need to be bold. We need to stand for what is right. And, uh, and you know, I, I guess it's one of those things we have to pray for discernment. When are those times we need to stand boldly and stand toe-to-toe? And those things, it's not cowering by no stretch of imagination. It shows more strength to hold back temper, it shows more strength uh, to show, uh, keep a quiet mouth. You know, it's just like the old saying: it's better to think you're stupid than to open your mouth and relieve all doubt. You know, it's, sometimes it's it's better to keep your mouth shut 
than to run it. It's, it's an area that I have to work on because I have a problem with my mouth running faster than I think, you know. So I have good intentions, you know, just say me and Brandy have an argument. My intention is I'm not going to fight. I'm not going to argue. I'm just going to keep my mouth shut and let's just try to keep the peace. As much as I love my wife, she knows buttons to push. Likewise, I know buttons to push. And so even though I have good intentions of being humble and just keep my mouth shut, when that button's hit, it's whoosh, whoosh, and I run that mouth, and I think, oh, man, I screwed up. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have reacted that way and shouldn't have done that, you know, and then it's too late. It's done, been out there, you know, So, or on social media. You know, it's easy to get mad and end up upset, uh -oh, um, get upset and, uh, uh, and type off, rattle off a bunch of stuff. And then later regret, oh, I shouldn't have said that. I wasn't being a good witness. And that's one thing Dad told us. I was getting myself into some uh, hairy situations on social media. I, like I said before, and I sound like a broken record, I was trying to be sincere, but I was sincerely wrong in some uh, a lot of areas in, in what I was doing on social media. And he, one thing he, he tried to uh, explain to me, give it 24 hours, you know, Give time to think on it. Sleep on it a little bit before you respond. And, uh, and that, you know, that gives you time to cool down, rethink a little bit, think a little more rationally uh, before you, you put some things out there. We need to, uh, to be careful what we say. But see, here's the thing. If we're uh, having this unity of mind, if we're having this, this brotherly love, we're doing those things of God, uh, you know, uh, we can see that, uh, uh, you know, with this whole verse, particularly uh, in verses uh, 9 through 12, or 10 through 12, rather, is really is uh, from Psalm 34, uh, particularly verses 12 through 14 is where we're seeing that from. And uh, so we see that here, that whoever desires to love life and see good days, let him keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it, for the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayers, and face the Lord, but the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Okay, so we see that uh, we see that that peace, we see that righteousness, we see those things that that God's going to. You know, remember we saw about earlier about uh, not letting our prayers be hindered uh, in regards to husbands and how they treat their wives, and we don't want anything to hinder our prayers to uh, to get in between that now. Uh, or, or, you know, that, that relationship between us and God is what I mean. You know, nothing is, 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 there's no obstacles there, you know. And we want to make sure that we are, if there are, are any dealings with individuals that uh, that we need to have reconciliation with, we need to seek that out. You know, we need to have that unity uh, uh, among brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. Uh, we don't want no bitterness. We don't want that hate. We don't want those things to uh, to impede our relationship. And uh, over the course of this past year or so, um, there have been several people that I felt that I, I had um, dealt with harshly, uh, that, that I um, maybe didn't demonstrate a Christian attitude towards. And uh, there was uh, it really stayed in my mind. And there were several people the Lord laid on my heart that, hey, you need to go and reconcile this. You need to uh, resolve whatever issues you have with these individuals. And uh, I didn't want to. I was like, you know, hey, is this just an overactive imagination? Is this really the Lord, what the Lord's telling me to do? Because I didn't want to do it, you know. It, it, it's, uh, it's hard to be um, 
humble uh, when you think you're, particularly if you think you're a right fighter, you know, and uh, uh, and you feel like uh, they were in the wrong and, and you were in the right. But uh, but when you start looking at a certain perspective uh, and realize that, you know, maybe there's some misunderstanding on both sides. You know, it made me think of a, a story that I read talked about uh, two older ladies and they were sitting as on a summer day they're sitting on the front porch one older woman was listening to the uh, crickets uh, you know as they were doing their thing well another older lady she could hear a, a church choir off in the distance and she was listening to that well uh, the one listening to the choir said isn't that beautiful well the other little old lady uh, she said yes i hear that they do it by rubbing their legs together <laughs> So, so obviously there was a miscommunication there, uh, and uh, one thought they were talking about the crickets, and the other thought they were talking about the choir. And so sometimes that can happen. You know, there can be that communication breakdown between individuals and severe misunderstandings. And uh, the Lord led me to certain individuals, uh, and it was it wasn't easy. I'll be honest with you. And uh, I just put it out there. I messaged them. I mean, oh, I just, you know, I just dread to hear a response or if I'd even get a response. And I was literally shocked that every individual that the Lord laid on my heart to reach out to, to reconcile with, responded back. And they responded back with kindness. And uh, there was forgiveness on both sides. We were able to talk out some, some really some, some big misunderstandings on both sides. Uh, you know, again, it's that perspective. You know, I, I was seeing things one way. They were seeing things the other way. And once you got to talking, it's like, oh, well, no, that's not what this was meant by. This is, you know, and he's able to reconcile that, that friendship and have that open communication. And that's something that we have to do uh, as, uh, as Christians in particular. Uh, you know, you have to remember, you know, if you've got problems with another Christian, you better reconcile that now because you're going to be spending eternity with them. All right. Don't only you have to worry about things hindering your prayers uh, or, uh, or or obstructing your walk with the Lord. But don't forget, you're going to be spending eternity with these individuals. So we need to make sure that we are uh, we're reconciling these differences and we need to have this this open line of communication. Uh, there is, um, you know, when we talk to people. Uh, there is more than just words that are being said. In fact, uh, uh, there is, um, his name was Albert uh, Morabian. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, uh, M-E-H-R-A-B-I-A-N, uh, who st- said that, um, um, that words only account for a small part of communication. Uh, he's saying here that uh, uh, the, the communication process is, is tone of voice, Inflection, uh, which accounts for about 38%. Uh, the remaining 55% is found in facial expressions, posture, and gestures. And that's true. You know, when you're communicating with somebody, you know, you've, uh, my dad and I both, you don't normally have to worry about what we're thinking. Our faces will usually let you know what we're thinking. Uh, I, I, uh, something I inherited from my dad is that, uh, uh, you know, is uh, uh, even though internally I think I'm, I'm keeping control of thoughts, but apparently my face is communicating something differently. <laughs> and my, my wife has gotten on me several times, and I said, said, well, you shouldn't act it that way. I said, what are you talking about? I said, your face was, it was, I was like, well, I, can't, I didn't mean to, you know. And and your tone and your face, you know, as I do, you know, uh, our tone and our reflection, how we talk to somebody and how we communicate is going to determine uh, how that 
conversation is going to go. And so we've got to be very careful how we we do that. You know, it's not it's like a uh, 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 teenager. You know, they're they're going to if you tell them to do something and they slump down and their posture, they don't and they, you know, you. You, they don't have to say a word. You know exactly how they feel, you know. And uh, in fact, I got a little girl right now that if she don't clean her room, she's going to be in big trouble. So <laughs> anyway, if she's listening, she probably even listening to her old daddy anyway, so it don't matter. But uh, uh, so we have to uh, be careful uh, about having that selfish attitude uh, that we're not creating barriers between us and other people. And, and I think a lot of it is, uh, uh, you know, particularly we see that we must turn from evil. We got to turn away from selfishness. We, you know, it, it's so easy to say, well, I, uh, I hope that my wife and kids are listening to this, uh, what he's saying tonight, so they will do what I tell them to do, <laughs> so they'll feel bad to do what I say. You know, that's that's still being selfish, and uh, that's something we've got to do away. Is put away the, the selfish uh, behavior, but. Um, but uh, again, in, in regards to healthy communication, it requires uh, doing good in our walk. Uh, you know, there's some points here that uh, I think that uh, need to be brought out. Um, is we need to make sure that we're having peace uh, between us and other people. Again, going back to that reconciliation, uh, there was a um, little story here, and I don't know why. Uh, for some reason, it made me think of my dad. Now, my dad, he was in uh, Cub Scouts uh, when he was a kid. And, in fact, I, th- he, I think he had all kinds of merit badges and such that he had uh, had won and uh, had done. But for whatever reason, this story made me think of him. It just made me think of something he would do as a kid. <laughs> said that the mother, uh, they were supposed to go on a trip. The, the, the Boy Scouts were supposed to go on a trip. And the mother told her son, said, Billy, now you need to... Uh, to make peace uh, with your friend, you know, because his friend stole his candy bar, and he was mad at him. She said, "You need to make peace with him, uh, and uh, or we're not going." She said, "He said there's no use in talking to him. He ain't going to listen." She said, "Well, make him listen, or we're not going anywhere." Said so that little Billy took off running, and found that boy, tackled him, and uh, said, uh, uh, "He said uh, I forgive you for stealing my candy bar, but it'd be a whole lot easier to forget it if you'd wipe that chocolate off your face." <laughs> And for whatever reason, when I read that, I just it made me think of something my dad would do. I don't know why, <laughs> you know. It, we're, we may not have to be that forceful in trying to find and trying to reconcile peace <laughs> with somebody else, but uh, uh, you know, but we still need, do need to seek that out. And uh, now you can't. Now there's some people out there. Now of course that was just a little funny story there uh, about uh, Billy and a boy stealing his uh, chocolate candy bar. You can't make people listen. You know, if you got a problem with somebody else and you want to resolve that, you want to make that peace. I mean, you've tried. Maybe you attempted that. And uh, there's just some people out there, they're not going to listen. It don't matter what you do, no matter how much you reach out. And it hurts because you're trying to do the right thing and you're trying to resolve it. And they refuse to do it. And I've had people ask me, so what do I do in that situation? And I say, listen, you've done what you were supposed to do. You made that effort. You reached the, you, you, you've took the olive, olive branch and you, you've tried to, to, uh, to resolve that situation, they pushed it away, it's on them. All you can do is pray for that individual and let it go. I mean, you, you've had forgiveness in your heart. And there may be some people that you just can't approach, that you know that if you do, it's not going to end well at all. So just the best thing you can do is just, hey, I will forgive them in, in my heart, pray over them. And again, that's, you know, you're, you're doing the right thing 
uh, and um, uh, and maybe maybe you may like, well, I didn't do nothing wrong. I didn't say anything wrong. I didn't do this. It was all this. Well, maybe you need to pray. God, what that, what have I, show me what I've done wrong. Show me what, and you know, and and that's something I've had to do uh, is pray, Lord, uh, wh- where was I wrong uh, in this situation? Because it's so easy to look at. It, from one angle and perspective and say, I didn't do nothing wrong. It was this individual and they said this and they done this and they done that. And um, in in retrospect, you know, at a certain point, that might be true. But now if you start really looking at the whole situation as a whole, you may say, well, you know, maybe if I hadn't said this or I hadn't brought this up, Maybe my inflection, maybe my tone, you know, maybe my body language, maybe my face. You know, there might have been something there that you uh, didn't realize, uh, you know, that, you know, when you start looking at, well, you know, well, I really look at it. Uh, maybe I did blow this out of proportion. You know, ask the Lord to reveal that to you, you know, and see what, uh, uh, how to, uh, to approach that uh, in a better way. You know, when we look at this here, you know, it says finally y'all, if, oh, y'all, <laughs> this is English Standard Version, but apparently I've now turned it into the uh, Southern Standard Version. <laughs> so finally y'all have, <laughs> so finally all of you have unity of mind, all right, being harmonious of the same mind, of the same attitude, and that same desire to please God, all right, and we see that that unity, we want to, to grow in obedience, we want to uh, uh, have a common ground to work towards, uh, to, to, res- to, to, uh, to resolve those conflicts, okay, so um, we all have different backgrounds, personalities, ways of thinking, you know, we have all those things, w- without a doubt, particularly uh, in America. Marriage. You know, you're bringing, you've, you've heard me say this before, you know, you're bringing in um, two different worlds trying to coexist in the same home. And uh, it's hard, it's difficult, you know, because we're raised in different ways. And particularly if someone was raised in a, in a traumatic home life and, uh, and another person wasn't, it's hard to relate to what that person has been through and what they're going through and, and what damage Maybe that is done to their psyche or, or in spiritual, emotional behaviors. And I think a lot of that, you know, we need to go, you know, to, to live harmonious. Of course, you know, if that's a situation, you want to encourage that spouse to, uh, to seek out uh, counseling and uh, to try to help uh, find the source of that pain and how to deal with it biblically, you know, and uh, uh, obviously in those situations. But in general, you know, we, uh, uh, we, have, we come from those different backgrounds of trying to uh, to live together, and one thing that we need to do is um, is is be committed to being selfless, uh, to be committed to pleasing God, uh, to uh, and I think that's the only way we're going to be harmonious and resolve that conflict. I think a lot of times our uh, anger, our um, lashing out, uh, a lot of times is um, uh, we're being selfish. And we need to be careful about that. We need to want to be selfless. We want to esteem others better than ourselves. You know, it's so easy. Uh, I'm not saying that we're two-faced. You know, I think we're all hypocrites on a certain level. I really do. Uh, It's one, you know, it's easy to act one way at church and one way at home. And, you know, it's easy to lash out uh, at someone at home. And maybe, I'm not saying so much you're taking it for granted, but it's easy to, you know, sometimes you get the angriest at those you love. All right. And it's easy to lash out at those at home. 
and uh, and act quite differently to those uh, in the world. And I, I liked what uh, someone had said. Said you want to treat your your family or those you live with like guests and treat your guests like family. And there's a lot of truth in that. And, you know, that's something that we all need to work on, myself included. You know, I really need to work on that. You know, I, I like to joke and tease. and But, you know, sometimes you can take it too far. And I'm, I'm the world's worst about that, too. You know, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I'm can be very obnoxious in my attempts to be funny. And sometimes trying to be funny uh, can be hurtful. And so we have to be careful about that. And, you know, we need, again, esteeming others better than yourself. Are you putting your spouse above yourself or are you being selfish? It's very easy to want to be selfish in a relationship and have it one way. And uh, we got to be very aware of that, okay? Now, one thing I see here, and so we have unity of mind, we have sympathy, all right? So sympathy, being sympathetic. Now, there's a difference between empathy and sympathy. And you can empathize with someone with what they're going through, but you may not necessarily sympathize with their feelings and uh, what they're going through. And, uh, you know, we, I think it's very easy uh, to be calloused and hard-hearted uh, and, and not be as sensitive uh, to what someone is going through uh, and uh, their feelings. You know, it is, um, and it's something I have to work on, you know, and I think it's, and the reason why I say that is, you know, it, God's Word tells us that we need to re- rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep, and um, uh, that's Romans 12. But I, I have to work on my areas of sympathy uh, and uh, as a pastor. It's not that I don't love individuals. It's not that my heart don't break for what individuals are going through. But I think I've been calloused a certain extent for several reasons. One, working in the medical field. Uh, before I come to uh, ever thought about being a pastor, I worked in the medical field. I worked in hemodialysis, and uh, I had to hook. You know, I was a hemodialysis technician, and I had to uh, put the needles in their fistulas. I had to hook up their machines. You had to have the right kind of uh, of um, mixture, uh, the uh, fluid they have to have uh, that uh, cleans out their kidneys. And, and their lifespan, unfortunately, is not very long uh, when hooked to dialysis. Uh, and and that varies. Now, I don't, if, if somebody's watched this and, and and you're on dialysis or facing that, you you know, don't freak out and be like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. There, it, a lot of times we're dealing with elderly people here. All right? Those who are younger, uh, you know, they, they. In fact, I had younger people in there, and they they lived a long time. So don't don't uh, don't be uh, don't get upset. But, um, uh, but you know, there was there was a because of the the large count of elderly, uh, their lifespan wasn't very long. So I dealt with a lot of death even before coming into the ministry. Uh, dealing with those individuals you knew and dying. And then when you come into the ministry, uh, you know, you're still dealing with a lot of people who are dealing with loss, facing loss. It's not that I'm minimizing their pain. It's not that I, I don't see their pain. It's not that I, I, again, my heart doesn't break for them. But sometimes you grow a little calloused over time. And so maybe sometimes, you, you know, uh, you, particularly as a pastor, you need to be more aware uh, of their feelings, of those uh, of those in the congregants, uh, the church family, of their feelings and what they're facing, what they're going through. And, and so it's um, it's something that uh, I have to be aware of and I have to really pray about the Lord to help me to really not only empathize what they're going through, but sympathize, cry with them, uh, along with them, uh, to be there for them, to hold their hands. You know, that's something that we as Christians need to be able to do, not only as pastors, but as Christians, those who are called out 
to uh, sympathize with those who may be dealing with things around us. You know, it's easy to kind of blow it off, uh, particularly on social media, because, you know, you have, like for me, for example, I have almost 3,000 people uh, just on my personal account. Now, on my uh, ministry, I have over 5,000. On my uh, Fighter for Traditional American Values page, I have over 50,000. So you see a lot of posts, and it's easy to say, you know, to see a friend who's, who's going through a terrible loss, uh, yeah, praying and just keep scrolling on, you know, make sure, and that's something that I try to do. I don't always, I, you know, I, you know, depending on where I'm at, but I try my best that when I see where somebody's going through something difficult or, or going through a loss and I say, I'm praying for you. I try to stop right then. That way I don't forget later. Try to stop right then and immediately say, Lord be with, you know, and, and try to pray that way. I'm not a liar. And that way I can say it's not just a just a, a, a word being thrown out there that I'm literally praying for that individual at that exact moment. And and I try my best to do that, even if it's quickly. I try to do that. That's something I encourage you. And try to check up on individuals. You know, there's a lot of people out there who go through death. Everybody's there at the beginning and, and uh, you know, and it's showing a sign of support. They're there at the funeral. But it's usually two weeks after a funeral. That's when things really sink in and settle in and that's when things become the hardest so if you have a friend or a relative who is uh, has went through laws be sure to check up on them particularly two weeks after the funeral and periodically you know uh, check in on them see how they're doing ask them if they need anything ask them if they need to talk and you say you may say well i'm no counselor i can't i don't know what to say 99 percent of counseling is listening and so if that's all somebody wants is just to get stuff off their chest and I know it's awkward when somebody starts crying, you know, say, hey, how are you doing? And they just burst into tears. It's awkward because our natural inclination is you want to fix things. And you're thinking, what do I say? What do I do? What's going on? Just let them cry. Sometimes they just need a shoulder to cry on. Sometimes they just need just, just to know that somebody's there and that they care. And that means more than you will ever know, more than anything you can ever say. So sometimes the best thing to do is just don't say nothing. Just be there. So keep that in mind in regards to, uh, to sympathy uh, with those uh, that are going through, uh, through loss. Now we look over here at brotherly love. Uh, Philadelphia, Philadelphia is the Greek. You know, of course, that's Philadelphia where we get the, uh, the city of brotherly love. Uh, comes from that Greek. But uh, is, is understanding that we're all members of the same family. For those who are saved, uh, for those who uh, attend church together, uh, that we're all brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. You know, it is um, uh, hard to, I know it kind of, sounds kind of weird, I guess, a little bit, uh, you know, looking at your spouse, you know, looking at my wife as a sister in Christ, but yes, she's my spouse. You know, she is a sister in Christ, but you don't want to think of your spouse as a sister or brother. That, that that's ugh, you know, it's kind of weird. But spiritually speaking, you know, you're you're see understanding them that they too are a child of God. You know, that's one thing, great thing I love about these studies we're doing and uh, these different books of the Bible. And uh, particularly in First Peter, and in this chapter in particular, talking about wives and husbands, there's a lot of things here that uh, we have studied that has stepped on my toes and brought me under conviction in areas that I need to 
personally work on in my relationship with my wife and things that were I've been selfish and I spoke harshly and not viewing her as a sister in Christ. And, you know, there's a lot of things that uh, that personally that I that I need to work on and in uh, and, and reading these passages and studying them. Uh, it's helped bring to light some things that uh, I haven't really thought about before. And that that's the goal uh, in these studies and these teachings is that I'm praying that the Lord will not only touch my heart and reveal things to me, that he will also do that to you as well. And in, in your lives, in your personal lives, in your relationships, that God reveal those things that maybe you hadn't really thought about before. And particularly in regards to uh, viewing uh, that uh, that spouse uh, in your and uh, so keep that in mind. You know when we're doing these studies, when we're doing church, that you're asking yourself, what what am I learning here? What am what am I gleaning here? What is the pastor trying to convey? You know it's so easy to walk into church and to um, uh, to feel like you're doing your just duties, if you will. Uh, you know you're going through the motions. Oh, here's praise again. Uh, you know, but ask yourself, okay, Lord. Help me. Uh, what what can I glean from this praise this morning? What what can I help me to to use this to, to be spiritually closer to you? And when the when the uh, the the pastor comes out there, what are you doing? Are you are you focusing on what he is saying? What what God has is instilled in him and what God is trying to use him to say? Or are you sitting there thinking, man? Shut up. It's almost time for lunch. My gosh, what am I going to have for lunch today? Sitting there doodling on uh, on a piece of paper. What did he say again? What? Okay, yeah, whatever. You know, it's easy to have that kind of attitude, or uh, you know, and, and uh, or you're you're dozing off, which is easy to do too. You've worked hard all week. You come out there to the church, and uh, the preacher's a little monotone, and uh, it's easy to go doze right off to sleep. You know, but um, let's make sure that we're we're gleaning those things, and that's one thing I really love about Peter, First uh, Peter chapter three here. Uh, I know that uh, it has brought to lot some things that I know that I need to work on spiritually, and I hope that it has for you as well. Uh, all right, so uh, a tender heart, all right, so kind-hearted, being compassionate. Uh, you know, do you understand? Do you know the root word uh, for that? Uh, uh, for being tender-hearted, that kind-hearted is bowels. Now I know that you're thinking, okay, that's gross, <laughs> but, but it, it, what it means is that is the idea is to have a deep gut feeling. For the other person to have that tender heartedness, be kind hearted, uh, that, uh, that you have that, uh, uh, emotional, uh, element of connection, uh, with your fellow brothers and sisters across Jesus. Have you know, you've met some people, they just have that, that, that kindness, that tender heartedness. Uh, as soon as you meet them, you, you, you immediately recognize that, that spirit about them. And we want to have that, le- that, that spiritual level of, of tender-hearted, compassionate individuals and, uh, and just have that healthy verbal communication uh, to those we come across. And uh, I know that um, uh, uh, as mean as I can be, that I do have moments of compassion and tender-heartedness. And uh, I can be tender-hearted. In fact, you see it uh, many times when I get up to speak, I get choked up and I can't help it. I feel like a big weenie up there when I get choked up. But uh, uh, but sometimes just the Spirit of the Lord comes on you and, and you get to thinking about things and it just uh, the, it just hits your heart in a certain way. It's just it's hard sometimes not to uh, shed a tear or two, you know. And I will admit there are times I've watched TV shows or movies and uh, cho- and shed a tear. 
you know, was it Little Mermaid? I will say that uh, I never cried on that, but I will say there's been a little house on the prairie, an episode or two. I did get a little choked up, and uh, so uh, <laughs> I don't know if that counts as tender-hearted or what. But uh, all right, someone else. So. A humble mind, to be humble in spirit, all right? lowliness of mind. That's what we're looking at here, that, that humble mind, that lowliness of mind. And Jesus described himself as humble, all right? humble in heart is what how Jesus described himself in Matthew 11. And, uh, you know, it is, uh, uh, it, that's what goes back to what we were talking about in reacting uh, with anger when we're being challenged and and you know again i'm guilty of that you know where you refuse to admit that you're wrong uh and that you uh reject instruction you reject correction and that goes back to a self-esteem issue all right and that's where we need to show that humility and and esteeming others better than ourselves and you know and that's what you know i look back that's so many times when I have been challenged and uh, reacted in that anger and not showing that spirit of humility. And I regret that. And I, and I think that, and not to make excuses, my illustration of imagination, I think some of my, uh, there's a couple of reasons why I know that I have reacted that way. One, uh, it was it was really uh, an area of spiritual immaturity. You know, I just, just, just going to put it out there, just spiritual immaturity. And two, uh, where I was bullied so much as a kid that when challenged, I guess it just puts me back in that, that fight or flight kind of attitude that, you know, when challenged, I'll make feel like I have to be on the defense. I'll make have to feel like I have to, to fight back, not maybe so much physically, but verbally, uh, mentally. Uh, I just feel that need to, you know, to come right back, you know, and it's just to kind of, an, and that's wrong. You know, I'm not saying I'm not justifying it. That's, that's a wrong attitude, despite I don't care how you treat it as a kid. You shouldn't have that kind of attitude. But, um, you know, and I think back, you know, I was trying to do a Bible study at Barnes & Noble there for a little while, but I noticed every time I tried to uh, do a Bible study, they seemed to turn the music up, the overhead music up, louder and louder. I mean, it was obvious. I mean, it was obvious. Every time we met, it would increase in volume. And I would go and I would say, hey, can you please turn that down a little bit? You could tell. They, they didn't, even though I had permission to be there to do the Bible study, I don't know if he'd be able to complain or what. I mean, I had one individual there, and he had his laptop. I never seen him before, and I thought, well, that's fine. You know, I welcome anybody to the Bible study. Well, he became very confrontational, and uh, I don't know why he was there. He was there to just to cause trouble, and uh, and so instead of acting out in humility, when I felt that confrontation, I acted back in anger. And I think about that a lot of times, and I think, man, I wish I, I had handled that so much differently, and particularly with the people there uh, in attendance. Uh, I, I, I hope I didn't hurt my witness. I mean, I wasn't like screaming at the guy and like that. I wasn't threatened to, to, to hurt him physically. It wasn't like that. I just, I just felt like my attitude, uh, could have been better, uh, in, in what he was doing. But understanding, I knew what he was doing. He was just trying there to cause trouble. But nonetheless, just like we're seeing here, to be harmonious in relationships, to have healthy communication, to turn uh, from evil, do good, to have that godly behavior. You know, we, we need those things. We need to do that and to think about it. You know, it goes a long way in saying that uh, uh, we need to think before we speak. And again, that goes back to my biggest problem. I don't think before I speak. <laughs> so, that you know, we got to be careful about that. All right. Let's make sure we're being harmonious 
and uh, and doing those things that are honoring and pleasing unto God. Now, again, we're going on here and saying, do not repay evil for evil, for reviling for reviling. Let me bring this back up over here. So hold on here. There we go. All right. Um, let's see where's that here. Reviling for reviling. Uh, but on the contrary, bless for to this you were called that you may obtain a blessing. All right. Uh, and um, uh, whoever desires to love life and see good days, let him keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. All right. So now we're talking about uh, turning from evil words. All right. And uh, uh, Robert DeBray said, are, are you sure we're not related? I uh, we could be. I don't know. I hope not. <laughs> no, I'm teasing. Hey, we are related in the fact that we are brothers in Christ. So there you go. Johnny Ferris said, you handled that situation great. I was there and was impressed. We well, thank you, Mr. Fair. That 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 does mean more than you realize because I, I think about that a lot. And I really feel like I didn't handle that the way I should have. So I appreciate that comment. That That means a lot. It really does. But um, turning from evil words means not retaliating when we're verbally abused. Refrain his tongue from evil, all right, and uh, in which supports uh, verse 9. And again, going back to not retaliating when insulted, all right. So let's make sure that we are, are doing these things. Don't answer abuse with abuse. Uh, to uh, uh, And when it talks about means from, and also turning from evil words means refraining from deception. All right, so uh, so realize that there are uh, difficult situations to be honest. All right, so we always want to be honest with each other, and uh, we want to um, uh, make sure that we're building that trust uh, in that that line of communication. Now, being honest can be a double-edged sword. All right, you probably understand what I'm talking about. You know, we want to uh, not to be deceptive. But, you know, if your wife has asked you a question you don't want to answer because you know the end result is not going to be good, do you lie or do you run? You don't want to lie, so run. <laughs> and, uh, but, and then, you know, if somebody is dying, you know, you, you, you don't want to be honest. Say, yeah, boy, you ain't got two days left. You know, obviously, you know, you're not going to lie, but you're going to say, hey, you know, you're good. It's all good. And, and as a Christian, it is. Hey, you know. Whether on this side of heaven or on the other side of heaven, you're you're going to be healed. Everything's good, you know. So you can still give that vote of confidence in that situation. But uh, but we want to do those words that build each other up. All right, and that's what this comes down to. We want to build each other up. You know, it's easy get a group of guys together, and uh, it's easy want to razz each other. You want to, you know, it's easy to, to tear each other down. You know, you get a group of my guy friends together. You know, yeah, we're ragging on each other, we're tearing each, making fun of each other. It's all in good fun, and it is funny. But we want to make sure we're building each other up. We're using words and verbs. I'm not saying you can't have a sense of humor. I'm not saying you can't joke around. I'm not saying that at all. You know, and sometimes, you know, there could be a nugget of truth in some of that joking. But um, if I'm teasing you, don't take it for, don't take it to heart. Because when I'm teasing you, the, you know, I just, I'm just literally just trying to be funny and have a good time. So don't take it, you know, like it. But keep in mind, you know, even when you're ragging somebody and, and uh, teasing and aggravating with them, 
you know, ask yourself, am I, am I really building this person up or am I tearing them down? You know, and just like my mama used to say, if you can't say nothing good, don't say it at all. <laughs> so, you know, let's be aware of that, you know, and that we are building each other. We're steaming others better than ourselves. We're building each other up. And, uh, and that's what we're called to do as Christians. You know, stone sharper stone. We're building each other up in the eyes of the Lord. And uh, so whether it's your spouse, you know, it's fun to joke and tease a little bit. But don't go too far. Make sure you're building them up, not tearing them down. Same with your friends. Same with your church family. Let's make sure we're building each other up. Be aware of what you're saying. Uh, you Think about your words before they go out. Think about those things. You know, these are all things that we can all, all of us can glean from. All of us can learn from. All of us can apply to our lives and our relationships. These, that's why you know God's word is so so wonderful, and how we can learn so much. And there's different perspectives. It, you know, people try to say, "Well, God's word is how you interpret it." No, you know, there's only one way to interpret it. You know, and again, as I said many times before, it's called proper hermeneutics. It's how it is to uh, to properly to apply to the original audience, and how we are to take it and how it's applied to today's audience. However, you may read it and the Holy Spirit may reveal certain things to you that maybe you didn't see before, but does it change the interpretation? And I love scriptures like this because I can read this and, um, and my perspective on this may be communication or you may read it and, 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 and bring about, may the Holy Spirit reveal something else to you. It's not changing the interpretation, but the Holy Spirit may reveal something a little different to you than what maybe how I've, uh, is, or is teaching it, uh, for you to apply. Uh, but it doesn't change the, the, uh, the core meaning of what we're seeing here. Because when we look at this, uh, this core meaning, we look at the, this passage here, uh, you know, we're talking about, uh, Christians being united, Christians being sympathetic, Christians showing uh, brotherly love, uh, that we're, we're, we're not repaying evil for evil, that we are, uh, instead that we're blessing those, uh, we're, uh, those who would talk bad about us because we are called out, because that we want to obtain that blessing of God, that, uh, that because of those who love life, who love Jesus Christ, uh, that we want to keep our tongue from evil, that we want to not speak deceit, that we want to turn away from evil, and we want to do those good things that are pleasing unto God, and um, and we want to seek peace, and that as a result, we see, for the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and the ears are open to their prayers, but the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. So if you're not a child of God, and you're doing evil things, then God's not going to, to hear those prayers. The only prayers that God's going to hear, if you're not a child of God, is the prayer of salvation. So only those who are saved and those who are saved, you want to do those good things so that God's ears will be open to that. And so keep that in mind as you're uh, going out and about and uh, what you think and what you say and and ask yourself before you say it, is this pleasing unto God? Somebody pulls out in front of you and you scream at them, it's not pleasing unto God. <laughs> you know, I think that one there is an obvious. But, uh, uh, you know, and, uh, and so just keep in mind, you know, and we're not perfect. And and uh, we'll never be on this side of heaven, but it doesn't stop the fact that we have a a, a mission to serve God while we're on this earth, and we uh, doing those good things unto the Lord is not again not working not works to get us into heaven, but works as a result of our faith in Christ. And let's make sure that we're doing those things that are pleasing unto God wherever we're at and whatever we're doing. So let us pray. Therefore, Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. 
Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, thank you for tonight's teaching. Lord, help us to make it applicable. And uh, Lord, let us uh, serve you well. Uh, Lord, let what we heard tonight uh, be uh, edifying. Let it uh, equip us. And most important, Lord, let us use what we hear to glorify you. And Lord, for someone watching this evening that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God. Forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you, we love you, and we praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. My friends, brothers and sisters in Christ, thanks for watching this evening. Thanks for tuning in. It's been an honor and a pleasure and a blessing to be able to lead this discussion this evening. Hope everybody has a great night, a fantabulous night. And Lord willing, we'll see you all Sunday morning at 11 a.m. at 118 Julie Lane. And if you can't make it, you can watch right here on Facebook or on our website at flbconline.com. You'll have a good night and I uh, hope you have a good night's rest. Thanks for watching. <laughs>